Have you been shadow banned by the liberal media? Free market got you down? Do you get ratioed on every Twitter post because of your shit takes on literally everything? Then producer Dave and HK are probably watching your three-hour dissertation on how a tomato cannot possibly be a fruit because gender and critical race theory can be cured with ivermectin. The Intellectual Dollar Tree, every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Pacific. Please leave it a one-star review on iTunes. Check out the rest of our schedule at ecoplexmedia.com. We got to listen to some fucking dumb ass people. Better make a plan for the wasteland. 
welcome to the Plex. We do the show live every Sunday, 7 p.m. Pacific, twitch.tv slash Echoplex Media. If you're in the chat, you can hit bang docket to take a look at the uh, story list for this evening. Uh, also, the Ketty apparently says hi, meowing quite loudly. I don't know if the microphone picked that up. Um, <clears throat> so I made a decision a while ago, by the way, to stop covering Herschel Walker. Um, other people are doing it, and I just made a decision to stop covering Herschel Walker. So there's no Walker Warnock stuff on the docket. What we do have on the docket tonight, by the way, is, uh, well, there's no upfront hour because I did not have the time or the energy to try to separate out what was mostly a slow but terrifying news week into a couple different segments. So we're just going to go. Um, it'll be a long podcast. It'll be about two hours for the podcast. And um, we'll take a break, maybe an hour in, play a song or something. Anyway, what we have tonight is uh, Justice Alito seems terrible. We have a uh, drag venue in Myrtle Beach receives a bomb threat. We have a uh, Richie Torres for the win. Then we have the world's best nephew. We have a very odd Newsmax segment. Uh, Mike Pillow hosts the suspect in the destruction of power infrastructure in North Carolina. And there's no war on Christmas this year, but apparently there's a war on Christians. And um, New York City hates SantaCon. And I, I, I agree with douchebags. Um, we got the 2022 Christmas Day NRA military showdown, the real war on Christmas. We got a, even Katie Hobbs doesn't believe she beat Carrie Lake. Uh, we got Don Jr. talking about Brittany Griner. We got Paul Wahelen's sister uh, not taking the Newsmax bait. We got misinformation as a new word or some shit. We got the Twitter files on Fox News. We got Eric Trump's morning routine is actually terrifying. This church, we got a, images of a church that look pretty dope. We got uh, Rudy with two watches because, of course, we had to put that on there. We got everyone is being so unfair to Candace Owens when she talks about yay. And we got Diamond and Silk coming out of nowhere to talk about yay. We got Mike Pillow is running for the RNC chair, and it's going to be something to watch as we go forward. What a shit show. We got Don Jr. respects real art and real artists. And we have just the best diss of this week. Just the best diss. The best disrespect. And then we got uh, Carrie Lake again. Uh, God put Carrie Lake here for uh, overtime. We got Hannity describing a problem he and his network created. We got Charlie Kirk describing a problem he and Hannity and Hannity's network created. We got Brett Ter Tarun, I always ruin that guy's name, uh, talking about Hunter Biden's laptop, bit of a palate cleanser there. We got on to the next grift for Barry Weiss. We got some dude named Brocco will look at you for the low price of 10 bucks. <clears throat> then we watched some of this on Wednesday, but here's a clip of uh, Destiny on Trigonometry. Then we got uh, Destiny unsure if he thinks Nikki Fuentes is an anti-Semite. And then uh, Vincent James jumps to the defense of Jesus. And then uh, instead of necessarily starting red light at nine, like we usually do, we'll just start red light when we kind of get done with this story list. Um, for red light, we got, it's a pretty funny clip of a Canadian protest. We got a, an art exhibit inside of a trailer and the art's all about the Canadian trucker convoy. We got Reckoning Fest looks like it was really something. And I'm still waiting for the actual long video of it to process over on Rumble. Somebody posted it there. If that processed, we might end up being here late tonight. And then we got the makers of died suddenly can't even get their shit straight on the lies they're telling people. So uh, up first, we have some Justice Alito clips from the Supreme Court, free speech and LGBTQ rights. And uh, here's some of what he had to say. My understanding is that it's not great. Just Justice Jackson's example of the, the Santa in the mall who uh, doesn't want his picture taken with black children. So if there's a, a black Santa at the other end of the mall 
and he doesn't want uh, to have his picture taken with a, a child who's dressed up in a Ku Klux Klan uh, outfit. That, that black Santa has to do that? No, because Ku Klux Klan outfits are not protected characteristics under public accommodation laws. And presumably that would be the same Ku Klux Klan outfit, regardless whether the child was black or white or any other characteristic. Yeah, you, do see, you do see a lot of black children in Ku Klux Klan the, outfits, right? Uh, all, the, the, all the time. Suppose that... Uh, I, what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? <clears throat> this guy's like trying to compare... Like, like, yo, Justice Alito, go fuck yourself. He was like trying to compare like suggesting that maybe the black Santa shouldn't have to take a picture with somebody in a KKK outfit to discriminating against people in a protected class. The solicitor general did a good job there from the state of Colorado was like, this is the, the that outfit is not actually a protected class. That's an outfit, <laughs> which is true. It's an outfit. It's not a protected class. And uh, you're, you don't just pop out as a member of the KKK. It turns out, even if you're born into it, you can still decide not to rock the outfit. My understanding is that this next clip is worse. An unmarried Jewish person asks a Jewish photographer to take a photograph for his J-date dating profile. Uh, is it a dating service, I gather, for Jewish people? It is. <laughs> <laughs> they got jokes, apparently. All right. Maybe Justice Kagan will also be familiar with the next website I'm going to mention. So next, a Jewish person asks a Jewish photographer to take a photograph for his AshleyMadison.com. Wait, why is Justice, why is Justice Kagan going to be like especially familiar with Ashley Madison? <clears throat> Dating profile. I'm not suggesting that. I mean, she knows a lot of things. I'm not suggesting that. What the okay. fuck? Does he have to do it? Well, again, it would, it would, what Colorado look, it depends. It, it, what Colorado looks to is what services the photographer makes available to the public. And if, if the photographer makes that service available to, to others taking pictures, uh, you know, for use on websites, then probably yes. But it, it depends on. Okay. Whoa, dude. Why, why is that? Just saying that any of your coworkers are likely to be familiar with Ashley Madison is highly unprofessional. <clears throat> unprofessional but picking out like one of the women why would the like that guy's like a massive piece of shit and i am now very much against lifetime appointments to the supreme court <clears throat> i'm down with uh i'm down with uh being able to be reappointed right <laughs> like yeah that's like like chad is saying that's you're harassing your coworkers, dude you're harass not only your coworkers, you're harassing a justice of the supreme court of the united states the fucking balls. <clears throat> yeah, maybe maybe Justice Kagan decided a case about Ashley Madison, but we don't know that. And if that was the case, you'd think maybe Alito could have said, oh, you know, uh, Justice Kagan is familiar with this. She, uh, My understanding is she decided a case about Ashley Madison. And then that's actually showing a knowledge of your co-workers um, work history. Right. So that's actually OK, I suppose. Like what he did there was just like singled out one of his coworkers and said that they're familiar with Ashley Madison. So if, if you don't know anything about them, you're just you, your assumption would be that he's like saying that they're like on Ashley Madison or something. I don't know. Anyway, here's our next story. We have. um, Unfortunately, 
a drag venue in Myrtle Beach uh, received a bomb threat along with like other threatening language and whatnot in an email. Told you the Myrtle Beach Police Department and the FBI are investigating a bomb threat email that led to the evacuation of a drag show brunch at the. What? New information tonight. We've told you the Myrtle Beach Police Department and the FBI are investigating a bomb threat email that led to the evacuation of a drag show brunch at the Mr. Fish restaurant in Myrtle Beach. News 13 received the email this past Sunday and we immediately notified Myrtle Beach Police. Police evacuated the restaurant but said they found nothing. Now authorities in San Francisco are investigating similar threats against California State Senator Scott Weiner. According to the Sacramento Bee newspaper, the email included a bomb threat that listed Weiner's home address. The name of the person who emailed both News 13 and the San Francisco Standard with those threats appear to be the same. Count on News 13 for those updates. West Shore Home Pro Whoa, whoa, whoa. Go away, local news site. Go away. Like... Yo, don't like, don't email a threat. Like, do like a ransom letter or some shit, like old timey. Like, email, you're going to get caught. Well, actually, don't email a threat anyway. It's not just because you're going to get caught. Don't email people threatening them. But for fuck's sake, back in the day, these people had the good sense to like put on gloves and chop up a newspaper and shit to like send their threatening messages. Now people just fire off an angry email. Way to get caught, buddy. Whoever that is, going to get caught. And good. That person should get caught. Shouldn't I mean people were just at like an event and then now then those people were terrified and they had to leave the event because there might have been a bomb there. Now, good thing there wasn't a bomb there and a lot of bomb, like, m luckily most bomb threats are designed to scare people and there's not actually a bomb. But, you know, you can't really be like, ah, it's just a bomb threat. So you have to like if it seems like it might be credible or if it just if it's just a bomb threat, you're like, hey, uh, everybody got to go. And you probably don't tell them. I wouldn't tell them. I wouldn't tell my patrons if somebody phoned in a bomb threat. I'd be like, everybody, we have to close the restaurant. I'm sorry. Uh, please, please leave uh, quickly. And uh, but please don't panic. There's you know, I would even say I don't think anyone here is in danger, but please leave. I, I will leave after everyone leaves. But then you like now, like this is just like this is terrorism. This is exactly what terrorism is designed to do. It's designed to make people afraid. It's political terrorism. That's all it is. It doesn't have to, you don't even have to have a bomb to be a terrorist. You just have to terrorize people because of their beliefs or their identity, their politics, any number of things. That's all this is. It's terrorism. So on to some better news. The Respect for Marriage Act passed and um, either, either I, we expect Biden to sign it or maybe he already did. I don't know. I'm not a, a newsie. But um, here's a, this is Richie Torres for the fucking win, everybody. Madam Speaker, I dedicate my remarks to two civil rights icons, Edith and Judith Windsor. Today, we repeal the Defense of Marriage Act, which degraded marriage under the pretense of defending it. Today, we put the equality of same-sex love in its rightful place under the protection of federal law. We will not leave it to the forces of hate and the relics of the past to be the final word on the fate of love. We in the LGBTQ community will be the arbiters of our own legal equality and the authors of our own marital destiny. Our equal right to marry the people that we love, in the country that we love, with the pride that we love. Today, that right makes America a more perfect union. Fuck yeah, that's right. It does make America a more perfect union. And more, I mean, we, you know, there's a lot of room for improvement. <laughs> but uh, that guy's cool. He uh, helped push the bill through. 
Um, yeah, that guy's rad. We stand Richie Torres. And uh, good for him and good for good for Congress for before the crazies come in in the House passing this def- like Respect for Marriage Act. The I guess the House could try to overturn it, but they're not going to have the Senate, so they're not going to be able to. So there's like, finally, finally, with their majority, the Democrats did something and they didn't fucking worry about, well, oh, it's during the lame duck session, blah, blah, blah. They just fucking did it. And good on the Republicans who voted for it, too. It's really interesting seeing like, especially like some younger commentators, people younger than me, like saying this is bad, like Ben Shapiro, for example. He's like, no, I don't like this. And it's like, dude, the fucking old old men in the Republican senator like more cool about gay shit than you are, weirdo. Like, yeah, this is this is good. And uh, another good thing is, if you remember uh, the one representative who was um, who was crying on the uh, on the House floor about it, well, she has a nephew, and he is fabulous. Today, a United States Congresswoman, my aunt Vicky, started crying because gay people like me can get married. I hope and pray that my colleagues will find the courage to join me in opposing this misguided and this dangerous bill. My God, lady, people like me can just get married and be as miserable as you and your cousin probably are. Get the fuck out of here. So despite coming out to my aunt this past February, I guess she's still just as much as a homophobe. Let's be clear. Obergefell is not in danger. But people and institutions of faith are. Aunt Vicky, that's not right. Institutions of faith like religious universities are not being silenced. They're being empowered by the U.S. government to discriminate against tens of thousands of LGBTQ students because of religious exemptions. Damn. Damn, gay nephew came with receipts and read the fucking bill and shit. But they still receive federal funding. The bill's implications submit to our ideology or be silenced. It's more like you want the power to force your religious beliefs onto everyone else. And because you don't have that power, you feel like you're being silenced. But you're not. You're just going to have to learn to coexist with all of us. And I'm sure it's not that hard. (laughs) That kid's great. Probably not a kid. He looks like he's about 20. That young man is great. Fucking going on, was that? He's on TikTok. It looks like going on TikTok and dissing your aunt who's a congressperson. Fuck yeah. That's fucking, that's based. <laughs> Hell yeah, young man. Hell yeah. All right, up next, we have a very odd Newsmax segment. <clears throat> it's about the, about the, uh, this Respect for Marriage Act, but only kind of. Newsmax is a weird place where things aren't always exactly what they seem. I find the timing of this interesting. Yesterday we passed this Marriage Equality Act, and it's it's interesting that Brittany Griner comes home that day. But I tell you what, you want to get Paul Whelan home, the Marine, never leave a, Elon said, never leave a, a Marine behind. You want to get Paul Whelan home, Joe Biden, why don't you call Donald Trump? Donald Trump will negotiate. He'll get Paul Whelan home, and he'll have him home in a week. Why didn't he do that when he was the president, motherfucker? He had plenty of opportunity to do that when he was the fucking president. It's not like the guy got it's not like the guy got arrested and accused of being a spy by the Russians while uh, Joe Biden was the president and Donald Trump was the president some of that time too. Why didn't uh, why didn't Donald Trump do that? Also, these two events have nothing to do with each other, right? They just have absolutely nothing to do with each other. 
the Respect for Marriage Act was just on a trajectory. It passed whenever it passed. It might have passed a day later or a day earlier or whatever. Who knows? But it pa- happened to pass on the same day that Grimer was released. And but that doesn't mean anything. It's like um, it's like connecting dots that, that don't like you. It's it's a, like a like a, a connect the dots drawing that doesn't actually draw anything. <laughs> it's like these. This doesn't mean anything, yo. So. Remember, we were we had kind of well, we didn't really cover it because there was not a lot of video on it. There was a um, in North Carolina, somebody damaged up like some kind of power infrastructure and uh, took out power to a whole fucking community. And it seems more and more like they did it. It's seeming like they did it because there was a drag show. This wasn't even like a drag queen story hour for kids. Not that that matters. That shit's wholesome as fuck, too. But this was like a drag event for adults that this person didn't want. This person has is the main suspect in in this attack. And so what are they doing? They're going on the Mike Pillow uh, network to incriminate themselves is what they're doing. Really smart, Emily. Real smart. Prayer protest outside of the venue because we don't believe that this kind of red light district adult entertainment has any place in our very family friendly conservative Christian downtown where there's literally a creation museum and a Christian bookstore and a Christian clothing shop. I want to live in a place that has a creation museum right next to a drag club. Actually, that would be very cool. That's America, baby. Love it or leave it. And so we um, had a protest from 5 PM to 7 PM before the door, the doors of the drag show opened at 6 PM. We've seen this all over the country, Steve. She's like, and then 35 minutes after our protest ended, the power went out. I don't know if that's true, but that's like, she's like, you know, she says exactly the amount of time it takes to drive from where they were to the power station is how long after that the power went out. This this drag show push into the small towns is a, a very extreme Trojan horse pushing the uh, aggressive LGBTQ agenda um, into small town America. And we just simply did not want to stand for it. Critical support to that venue that was hosting that event, if that if she's correct about the, the the nature of where they live, right? Because, you know, you gotta you're having you know, you have to expect this if you live in that kind of place. But if there's like a venue that regularly hosts drag events in a place where there's a creation museum, I'm just telling you, that's fucking not a bad place. Probably pretty cool, except for these wackadoodles. And <clears throat> that interview, I watched more of it and I decided not to run more of it than that clip because there wasn't much else there. Um, but she's going to go around on that grift and she's going to end up really, really incriminating herself either as an accessory before or after, or as a person who was there an accomplice, I I don't, she might, or she might even done it alone, but she's going to fucking incriminate herself. Let me tell you hubris, it's hubris. I'm telling you, if you're ever accused of a crime, shut the fuck up, whether you did it or not, shut the fuck up up talk to your lawyer and that's it anyway uh no war on christmas this year but uh there is in fact a war on christmas according to what is this uh, fox is outnumbered welcome back a restaurant in virginia refused to serve members of a conservative christian group over its views on abortion and traditional marriage the family foundation says it scheduled an event at met shout out to metzger 
Metzger Bar and Butchery last week. They say management canceled their reservation just hours before the event. The wait staff was apparently advised on the group's beliefs and they didn't want to serve them. Fox News did reach out to the restaurant and this is... Well, then don't tell them, tell them your name is fucking Matthew or whatever your name is. And I need to take, I have a big party. My name's Matthew. And I'd like a table for 20 if you can do that for me. Or if you could section off part of the restaurant, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll pay for it. Don't tell them that you're with such a group then. You could have gone. Nobody would have known you were in the group, but they probably were like, I'm with this group. This is what they sent us. Quote, we have always refused service to anyone for making our staff uncomfortable or unsafe. All of our staff are people with rights who deserve dignity and a safe work environment. The president of the Family Foundation responded to the Faulkner focus on Wednesday. Americans don't want to hear that we're at the point where we're so divided on things Mm -hmm. like faith and our views on issues that we... She sounds so mean. She was definitely going to be abusive to the staff. Like, listen to how mean she sounds. Get to the point where we're eating in different restaurants. That's not America. That's not the freedom that we love. And it's not civility. All right. So who wants to respond to this first? I'll start with you, Tommy. (laughs) What do you think? If this were another religion, let's say it were, let's say it was another group. If you owned a restaurant. Let's just say it was an LGBT group. Okay. But that's what bothers me about this. And first of all, I'll say, boy, liberal intolerance. Wait, is that Tammy Lamborghini? Double standard. We've never seen that before. This is breaking news. But I will say, I wish there was some consistency on how we discuss this issue. Because out of one side of your mouth, you can't say that you need to bake cakes for LGBT couples. But then you, you, you can keep people out of your restaurant if they are pro-life. But then Republicans, conservatives, we can't do that either. So there has to be some, some consistency. No, no, no. She's wrong. <clears throat> Being pro-life, as they say, is a decision you've made. It is not a protected class. Your political ideology does not put you in a protected class religious freedom do we want people to be able to deny service or do we not we have to get on the same page as that you know again i, I have a feeling that in a lot of liberal cities you're going to have a lot of liberal employees that probably don't want to serve just conservatives in general that's also a testament to how divided we are in this country i wish we could all just get along and maybe not talk about politics all the time when we're at a restaurant that would be nice is that is that, have- is that tommy laren if that's tommy laren she's like we shouldn't po- talk about politics all the time my friend my sister in christ Change starts at home. To have some consistency on this issue. Yeah, you're right. Okay, Sean, uh, what about when does government get involved? Because what if you owned a restaurant and they wanted they were a pro-abortion group and they wanted to come in? I know where you and Rachel yeah, stand on that. Exactly, and I, I agree with the point. We do have to have consistency, but I think the, the the larger theme here is that Christianity is becoming offensive to a lot of Americans. And so you look at the the Kirk Cameron story. He wrote a brave books about biblical um, uh, faith issues, and libraries kept him out of doing a story hour. However. They let Drake Queen story hours come into the well, What was the story hour going to be about? There is an issue and an affront and a war on Christians in America saying they're intolerant. We don't want them in our in our place of business. That's really concerning to me. And I learned this a long time ago. I bet most of the staff at that restaurant are Christian. Oh, on liberal intolerance. I did the real world. Rachel did the real world on MTV. Mm-hmm. And liberals who back then were like, oh, we're so tolerant. They're the most intolerant people that you'll ever meet. And conservatives actually go, listen, I'll, I'll, I'll do all your liberal things. I'll participate in your liberal shows. Except you're not invited. <laughs> That's your problem. You want to do all, you're like, oh, I want to enjoy all the cosmopolitan shit about a city. But I hate everybody who's doing all the cosmopolitan shit in this city. Well, then you fucking don't get invited. People are like, ew. 
they have no tolerance for yeah. us. You just wrote a book on st faith can still move mountains to this day and age. And um, when, when it comes to religion, why is it always Christians are the ones that get banned from everything? If this so, were another sure. religion, where, where would the woke community be on that? Well, you know what's really interesting? So we were talking about this last hour. I had the, uh, the podcast stars of Coffee and Bible Time on. And we're learning... The podcast stars of Coffee and Bible Time, everybody. They're not just the hosts or the presenters. They're the stars of Coffee and Bible Time. Actually, I'm the star of the intellectual Dollar Tree. Well, me and HK are, but I mean, I'm, you know, I'm the star. Don't, just don't tell HK I said that. The amount of people... The number of people in the United States who say that they are Christian now has fallen to 64 percent and it's fallen. And by 2070, they say it'll be far below 40. And so what does that mean? We're losing. We're becoming outnumbered as Christians. That's the name and of your show is outnumbered. That's great. That's a good play on words. She's smart. Again, I, I say this, you know, full heartedly. When you start to talk about the topic of faith and you remind people that when you lean into God, he leans into you. It is a fire that begins in their hearts to want to be with No, that's heartburn. I'm getting older and I can't really eat a whole bunch before bed. It's just heartburn. Also saying that, to, to give a book like mine as a gift to say, let's get the conversation started. <laughs> oh, she's sucking her book. She's like, give, give this book as a, as a gag gift to your liberal friend. So I feel very blessed about the journey, about being part of that journey with people. But I also understand the importance of the topic, and that's what's driving it. It's also, in this country, we hide a lot of things about ourselves. But boy, who among us doesn't know somebody who's cheated on a spouse, had too much to drink, publicly intoxicated, all these other things about people, TMI. But Public intoxication, by the way, shouldn't be illegal. <clears throat> They do drunk in public. I like the old standard for that. They used to have like they used to have drunk and disorderly. Now, because it's illegal to be drunk in public, the cops could just fucking stop you because they feel like it because they think you're drunk. Back back when the standard was drunk and disorderly, there was at least like lip service to the idea that they had to like provide evidence that you were causing a ruckus. But when it comes to foundational success, they don't want to talk about their faith, understandably because we're criticized for it. With Victoria, who's the president that I interviewed of the Family Foundation. Be more like Jesus. Jesus was also criticized for what he had to say. In fact, the fucking cops killed him. She said, look, what they did was actually illegal. You can't discriminate in that way. Being a restaurant based on people, people's beliefs, people's. Yes, you can. Mean. No shirt, no service is not. Yeah. You can't pray over your meal when you get here, mm -hmm. yeah. right? That's not in the same. That, that's, they weren't there to. Also said this is the group that they preach tolerance, but yet they're not tolerant of Christians from a from a financial perspective. I also have to ask: Does this restaurant preach tolerance, or are they just a restaurant? Are they just like? Are they just? Is it like such a popular restaurant <clears throat> that they're just able to fucking turn people away? I was going to say that business, Metzger's, they need a new PR person. That statement, unsafe or uncomfortable, what moron wrote that? I'm sorry. For, for yeah, who would want their employees to feel safe and comfortable at work? My God, what is this society coming to? Faith-based group, that's number one. I think it was two. the owner. But then maybe he needs to hire a PR. But where is this going to go? Not government, the courts. And it's Lady, wait a minute. Who the fuck does she think runs the courts? You think the fucking Macy's runs the courts? 
going there yeah. in several instances now. I mean, there are cases now heading to the Supreme Court, already at the Supreme Court, where these, you, I'm, gonna, I'm a business, I'm going to deny somebody's mm-hmm. service, right. or I'm going to say yes or no, and all of that's going, that's what lawyers are jumping on You right know what's going to happen gonna now? A group like this is going to call the restaurant and not tell them the name of their group, because they're going to be too scared that they're going to be turned away. That's how Christians have to operate now. You know what? I would probably, if I was if I was like every, let's say a bunch of you for whatever reason, people in chat, uh, people that listen to the podcast happen to be in San Jose for something. And I was like, oh shit, you're all in San Jose. Maybe they do Netroots Nation here. TwitchCon is here um, next year. I wouldn't call the restaurant and be like, I run Echoplex Media and I need a table for 15. I'd just be like, hey, my name's David. I'd probably give them my last name. And I'd be like, can you accommodate a party of 15 on uh, Friday? You know, Friday the 13th or whatever. Ooh. And they'd say, yeah. And I'd say, great. Here's my phone number. Um, you know, we'll, we'll make sure to arrive 15 minutes early and we'll let you know if anything changes. And then you're done. You have to keep your mouth shut in many cases. But they you don't can't want to keep civil rights you you're violation. You got, you got to lean into your faith. And if you do it, if, if Harris is going to say, I'm, I'm a Christian, it's like, I can be proud of my Easier Christianity Easier said than well. done there, Sean. Look but at when you make a dinner reservation, they don't give a fuck if you're a Christian. Just give them your name. Tell them what time you're going to be there. And fucking show up 15 minutes early and be courteous to the people and everything's fine no matter what group you're in unless you're like i mean there's extreme examples where maybe some of the regalia that you bring might might tip people off but you know unless people got like swastika armbands and shit i think you probably get away with uh you know, being a conservative and going to a liberal restaurant. These teachers in, in Fairfax County or in Loudoun County that say we're told to teach a certain thing, we don't believe in it, and we're too scared to speak uh, about it because we'll lose our jobs. But you inspire. Okay. <laughs> Do they mean evolution? <laughs> like what, what thing are they... You missed it like, is next. Like what thing are they told to teach that they don't believe in? Just because you're told not to teach something and that you don't believe in it doesn't mean that you have like a legitimate claim of any kind. Math teachers like, up. Oh, I hate algebra. Like, I mean, that's a stupid example, but like, you know, who even knows? Like the thing she brought up, like right there is kind of like a throwaway. Who even knows what she's talking about? She didn't give us any information about it. And that's, that's shitty. It's supposed to be like a news channel. Anyway, we've already got a bit of a palate cleanser. This is really funny. And this like speaks to my heart as a person who likes to go out. I don't go out as much, um, mostly because of COVID. Um, if it ever goes away, there'll be less streams, especially on Friday and Saturday. But if I go out and find out that fucking SantaCon is in the neighborhood I'm in, I go to another neighborhood. Fuck SantaCon. Those people are rude. They're rude to the servers, rude to other guests. It's a bunch of bros hitting on your female, hitting on your girls. Like, dude, it's bad news. So here's, <laughs> this is great. Here's the good liars talking to fucking SantaCon people in New York City. Welcome to Million Dollar Questions, the show where you only have to answer one question correct to earn a million dollars. Let's go give away some cash. I'm Tommy, and I'm about to play a million dollar question. This is for a million dollars. Okay. All right. All right. What is the worst day of the year? Cole, what's uh, the worst day of the year? We, we asked New Yorkers what the worst day of the year was. Worst day of the year. So what do you think? What's your final answer here? Get the fuck out of here. What's the best day? What's the best day of the whole year? Worst day of the whole year. Worst day of the year. What day were you born? November 5th. That's pretty funny. Actually, <laughs> one more time. Actually, one more time. What is the worst day of the year? 9-11. So that's your final answer, 9-11? Yes, please. 9-11. The worst day is it's, it's today. It's Anacon. 
Why? Why? That's the worst day of the year. Why? But they all look at us and they videotape us, no, cuz. <laughs> The worst day of the year is SantaCon. That's fucking amazing. Like, that's so funny. He's absolutely right. Absolutely right. The worst day of the year in downtown New York is whenever the fucking SantaCon is there. Sure, some of the people that go to SantaCon are nice, but a lot of them are fucking like rookies. It's rookie of the year time. It's not not experienced people who like to go out and know how to treat other people. No, no, no. It's fucking people who don't go out very often, drink too much, and uh, are rude, disrespectful to wait staff, et cetera, et cetera. So this, we don't play a lot of stand-up comedy on here, but this is this is pretty good. I, I found this quite funny. It's another palate cleanser, actually. We have, uh, it's not the worst news story, news week ever. It's just been a slow news week. Yeah, my, my problem with guns is I don't buy either side's arguments completely, right? So the conservative argument is that guns are written in the Constitution because the Founding Fathers thought if all the citizens have guns, then the government will have to do what they say or else the people will rise up and fight the government, right? Which is a legitimately great idea in the 1700s. But <laughs> the problem is there's still people now hoarding weapons, thinking that at some point they may need to take on the American military, and they think they have a shot, right? <laughs> and look, maybe they're right, which is why I'm proposing we test their theory and once a year have a head-to-head -head showdown. <laughs> Say a, a hundred members of the NRA versus, I don't know, two members of the military. <laughs> Broadcasted on Fox Christmas Day. Like, Merry Christmas and welcome to the 2022 NRA military showdown. Let's go down to the field of battle, meet one of our NRA combatants. Sir, what's your name? What kind of weapon you work with? And he's like, my name's Andy Baker, and I got an AR-15 wearing Kevlar head to toe. Andy, how confident are you scale of one to 10? Fucking a million. <laughs> We're gonna check in with the military real quick, and they cut to one guy by himself in a bunker, and he's like, uh, my name's Staff Sergeant Jeremiah Walker. And they're like, Jeremiah, what kind of weapon you work with? And he's like, Look, I don't know if this is fair, but I'm working with a, a drone. <laughs> yeah, it's equipped with eight Hellfire missiles and a high-powered camera. As you can see on this monitor here, the NRA fellows are actually in just one big cluster. <laughs> so, uh, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna, we started, all right? Oh uh, yeah, so I'm gonna hit this button right here. Yeah, now they're all dead. <laughs> For this year's NRA military showdown. Oh man, that's the that's the only kind of war on Christmas I'm for. Like I said, we don't play a lot of stand-up comics, but that that was pretty funny. That that was that was pretty funny. So I had to include that because we didn't really have a war on Christmas this year. Did did everybody notice that? There's no war on Christmas rhetoric at all. I guess everybody's just saying happy holidays now. We won the war on Christmas. Congratulations, everyone. It's over. Uh, VC Day. That's Victory Christmas Day. We can celebrate it on uh, January 25th uh, if you're hanging out with your family. Whatever, whatever. Here's uh, Carrie Lake on the fucking, on the fucking uh, Steve Bannon show. Apparently... Um, she uh, doesn't even think that her opponent, Katie Hobbs, uh, thinks that Katie Hobbs won the election. 
We got about a minute. How could Katie Hobbs? This is obviously an illegitimate process, no doubt about that. How could she possibly think she could govern Arizona during such a critical time in the state's history, ma'am? Well, she's the governor, and so she's going to do her best. That's a good question. I mean, nobody believes that she won. Nobody. uh, Like, literally, the people that voted for her probably believe that she won. And a lot of people who voted for Carrie Lake probably believe that that, uh, Katie Hobbs won. You could see it just in her campaigning, her lack of campaigning. We had our very own Joe Biden. Uh, I guess, you know, people called me Trump in heels. I would call her Joe Biden in flats. I mean, this is the kind of person I was running against. I mean, what does that say about you that the other person didn't even have to campaign very hard and they beat you? They're just like, oh, just just keep talking, Carrie Lake. Just keep talking. I'll just remind people every so often that I am not Carrie Lake and we'll just see how it shakes out never showed up she never did campaign events nobody showed up for her people weren't excited well if she didn't do any campaign events nobody would show up for them that's how that works nobody nobody's showing up to the rave that i'm throwing in a warehouse in oakland tonight either and the reason i mean i I don't have to throw one even the democrats were criticizing her we had democrats independents and republicans in a huge movement here in arizona nobody believes katie hobbs won i know katie hobbs knows she didn't win and so how they could go forward and certify this sham election and then go and try to govern a state, it's going to be, it's going to be real ugly. Real quickly, how do people get to you for, to support? Uh, good on whoever pulled that clip for cutting out the part where, it, where she got to like give out like a, a way for people to give her money or whatever. Like, yo, she didn't do any campaign events, but also nobody showed up for her campaign events. Well... We don't stream on Monday, so we're going to have a viewer count of zero uh, tomorrow, if you can imagine that. They're like, somebody tunes in, they're like, look, nobody's even watching your channel right now. Nobody watches your channel. Also, you're not even streaming. That was like what they just did. We have a late addition to the docket that I had to add before, after I printed out the docket, which is actually a pretty rare thing around here. This is Marjorie the Gathering saying, what I'm going to say is something pretty dangerous i think about uh january 6th uh it's from like a ballroom or whatever so the audio might be pretty scuffed but let's see what's going on here i come to washington i swear in on january 3rd i get accused of giving insurrection tours which i thought was hilarious because i couldn't even find the bathroom in the capitol true story oh you're bombing then January 6th happens, and next thing you know, I organize the whole thing along with Steve Bannon here. And I want to tell you something. If Steve Bannon and I had organized that, we would have won. Whoa, what, what, what does winning mean? What does she mean by winning? <laughs> Not to mention, it would have been armed. Whoa, yo, dude, that's a fuck. That's fucking crazy to get up on stage and say when you know people are recording you. See, that's the whole joke, isn't it? They say that whole thing was planned, and I'm like, are you kidding me? A bunch of conservatives, Second Amendment supporters went in the Capitol without guns, and they think that we organized that? I don't think so. Whoa. She's like, actually, I drop bodies. Don't get it twisted. That's terrifying. It's unfortunate that her district is gerrymandered to the point where it just doesn't matter what she says. She's going to get reelected every time. Uh, The best we can do is uh, 
giving her a close election might be good if that's possible, but um, making sure we elect Democrats to all the other offices we can is probably a real good idea because uh, that's, you know, say what you want about the Democrats. They don't say shit like that. Fuck, man. So here's Don Jr. on uh, the release of Brittany Griner. I hope I'm saying her name correctly. Of course, we don't get back the Marine, right? He didn't check enough woke boxes, probably. I'll say probably because they'll say, no, that's not accurate. So in my opinion, you know, we didn't get back the guy that was a cop for 15 years that enlisted in the Marines in the uh, mid-90s that deployed to Iraq in 2004. We didn't get back the American hero. We got Brittany Griner, who hates America, because she checks off a bunch of boxes. I think it's crazy, but I do think there's a level of arrogance that probably Brittany Griner... Why does she hate America? Thinking she could get away. I think he just thinks she hates America because she's black, but I'm not sure. Play with these things, because in America, as a female celebrity... Uh, minority, lesbian, she's probably and can probably felt and probably could actually be above the law, right? Wait, what? Above the law? <clears throat> so not for nothing, the guy they're talking about, his name is Paul, Paul Wellen, might have been a spy. And the Russians might have been like, no, we're pretty sure that's a spy. We're not, we're not giving you back a spy. I don't know. But here's a... Here's Paul's Whalen, Paul Whalen's sister not taking the fucking bait from Newsmax. <clears throat> this is fucking rad. They thought they it looked like my impression here is they thought they were going to have this guy's sister on and that she was like going to go after this other person who got released. And that's what didn't happen at all. So in your family's view, why would one person be treated even by our own government? different than the other they both meet the same criteria that they set why would they leave paul there a decorated marine well unfortunately it's uh it's really russia's fault i mean overall the uh from the time that paul was arrested russia put him in a different category and even though the both the trump administration and the biden administration um you know tried to get paul back uh, and in fact, after Trevor Reed and Brittany Griner both were arrested, tried to sort of bundle them up together, the Russians insisted on dividing them up and trying to have a different deal for Paul uh, and ask for something different. And my feeling is that they purposefully separated out Brittany Griner and the deal for her because they knew how much trouble it would cause. Uh, you know, it's what they it's what they delight in. Fuck yeah. Get them. Get him. She's exact. Like she's like. Now this is what's going on. You're wrong. She's like they they they're doing this to get the reaction that we're seeing. Right. Like basically, she she's like they did this to get you to do this. Like they they they're they don't they know how they know how we're gonna react. And fuck, good on her for not taking the bait. She could have gone another way with that, and she didn't. She, fucking class act. And I've seen her interviewed many times and she's always been a fucking class act. I've seen her not take the bait more than once. So good on her. Anyway, here's a uh, Tucker Carlson. Um, apparently uh, misinformation is a new word. I didn't know this, but it's new. Quote, I wanted to flag two tweets with possible misinformation about the election. Misinformation about the election. Now, remember, misinformation is a new word. 
It's been around in the Intel world for a long time, but it's never been used in common conversation until recently. Yeah, that's right. Only spies use the word misinformation. The fucking spies have a whole secret ass language that regular people don't get to talk about. <laughs> what the fucking hell? Come on, man. This, that's I can't believe. And I, the, the thing is, his viewers believe him. And the distinction between misinformation and lying is that misinformation can be true. Wait, what? It doesn't have to be untrue to be censored. So it used to be Wait, what? truth is a defense. If you're telling the truth, you can say it. Not anymore. With mis and disinformation, if I don't like it, if I'm in power, I can censor you. Misinformation, like, if you just graph the word out, it's the word mis in front of information tells you that it's untrue. They don't mean like misinformation, like miss, misses, or ms. <laughs> Maybe he thinks it means like, uh, like a like a prefix before somebody's last name or whatever. Maybe he doesn't understand. And uh, here's here's more on Fox News. That was about the uh, of course about the Twitter files that were released. We're not going to cover that too much because that was dumb, incredibly dumb. The lack of journalistic integrity to just get like a bunch of information from the CEO of Twitter and be like, oh, I'm gonna publish this like it's because it's all true because it's from the CEO of Twitter. Fuck that shit. Anyway, here's a Fox News host. Strangely enough, just disagreeing with the other people on Fox. This is the five, or this is where this is most likely to happen on Fox News. This is probably kind of great. I think that we're in a good place that now everybody, liberal, independent, conservative, agrees that the Post story should not have been censored in the first place. But when you look at the timeline of what happened, because I, I was thinking to myself, everyone's talking about this as if it would have changed the election, right? How, how close to the election are we talking about? So October 14th, that's when the story comes out. October 16th, it's back online. So 48 hours there. Within the first eight days of the story being out in the wild, there was an article about it on Facebook that had 54 million views. That's a lot of views. Yeah. It was dominating the discourse. Axios put out a survey saying that the Hunter Biden saga was what was dominating the political scene there. And now we're still in the early voting window even. We're not even close to election day. The Jim Comey letter came out 11 days before the election. Think about this, how much more time there is for this. I cannot stand watching conservatives, like Kevin McCarthy was doing it this weekend, soon to be Speaker of the House, talking about how this is about the First Amendment. Joe Biden was not an elected office. He was a candidate. And what his team, according to the Matt Taibbi files, and I think it's in Tweet 10 where we're talking about this, what they wanted taken down, the links that he provided, were pictures of his son's penis. Now, you tell me as a parent, there are parents at the table, people have run for office. If God <laughs> so for it wasn't about the 10% for the big guy. No, well, it wasn't. Then show me the link about right. that. But the link that I saw was about Hunter Biden's junk. Well, that's really pathetic. Not, no, yes, really. And that does matter. This is not about the First Amendment. And then he she, what's she doing on the five? She went through and like she looked at these files. She's like, oh, these are links to tweets. Let's go find uh, the content of this tweet. She's like, oh, it's dick. Also it said don't hide behind his that, junk. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how big it is. How could I? Right. Um, wait, can I just say something, though? Taibbi also admitted that the Trump campaign asked for content moderation, yes. and then he left those links out. Why did he not tell us what the actual government was asking to have taken down when you're telling us what Joe Biden's team asked to be taken down? And by the way, that's a violation of the terms of service. That's not even a favor. That's someone pinging someone at Twitter and saying, 
hey, this is revenge Wait, porn. Think, I mean, well, maybe when, when Musk says there's more to come, maybe what that. Oh, they're mad. They're fucking mad at this lady. Yeah, posting somebody else's junk without their permission is revenge porn. I don't care if it's the fucking president's son or like your ex, your ex partner. She's ab that lady just nailed it. She's absolutely right. It was only off the platforms for two days, and by the time it came back, it was the number one story possibly in the world. And it didn't make any sense, and it probably didn't have much effect on the election because it was only like only the people who wanted to believe there was nefarious shit in there probably didn't even read the story. Were the ones who were like, "Well, it's Hunter Biden's laptop." And yeah, those links that were posted about content moderation, they had nothing to do with the story or the, the, the facts or false facts or whatever the story. They were like, the campaign was like, could you take pictures of uh, the Mr. Biden's son's dick down? <laughs> this is so stupid. The Twitter files are so stupid. Fuck Matt Taibbi. There's just, you, there's no, there's n nothing there's no integrity with what he's doing. Just taking like just the information you get from the CEO of a company and publishing that as some kind of expose is not journalism. You're doing propaganda for the CEO of a corporation. And in this case, also the owner of a corporation. So that's uh, that's what Matt Taibbi is doing. Um, probably a lot of people in here used to think Matt Taibbi was all right. So up next, we got our Eric Trump's morning routine. Absolutely terrifying. Here's what <laughs> Eric Trump gets up. Fucking oh God. I'm not even going to tell you what it is. You're just going to have to hear it. This is, I mean, I don't know. Here we go. Because I wake up at 430 in the morning, every single morning. I say the Pledge of Allegiance to my five-year-old and, and my three-year-old. In fact, they say them now, um, and they do so beautifully. And then I say the Lord's Prayer, and I say two other little family prayers that we have. And then I make them say something that's meaningful to them. I do this every single night at 745, no matter where I am in the world. If I can't be there, I'm doing it on FaceTime with, with my wife and kids. They see my and, – and, and, and honestly, guys, that's how I live a clean, positive life. That's weird. I feel sorry for his kids. My God, Eric Trump is a weirdo. If you're going to be a fail son, be Hunter Biden. Don't be Eric Trump. Up next, I don't go to church, but I might, I might go to this one. Not a lot of palate cleansers this week, because this is a bit of a palate cleanser as well. This is fantastic. Also copyright infringement, but it's short. I don't know if that was edited or not, but we're just going to, we're just going to, I want to believe that it was not edited because that was a real church. And if anybody tells me otherwise, they're uh, doing a misinformation. <laughs> so there was a lot of stuff going on with Rudy Giuliani. Um, he's, uh, you know, he's got some court proceedings going on. This The quality of this video is pretty low, but the audio is really great. Check this out. So I'm at a good place to stop, Mr. Chair. Thank you. 
You know I have two watches on. Mr. Leventhal, you have to something to say. I said we'll try to work on the microphone. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. Okay, let's uh, we'll adjourn. For He's one. like, did you know I have two watches on? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> the lawyer's like, dude, shut up! Stop editorializing, Rudy. My god. So now we're going to move on to uh, some news about Yay. We're not going to play any Yay clips. Yay did go on some uh, shows this week, but we are, are not playing any of that stuff. But here's uh, Candace Owens. She is being treated very unfairly because, uh, well, she's always being treated unfairly, obviously. I think it should be abundantly obvious based on the way that I cover news topics and the way that Ben Shapiro covers news topics and our varying opinions, not just me and Ben, me and Matt and Michael Knowles, that nobody is controlling the other person. I mean, what examples do you need? Ben was very pro-vax. His wife is a doctor. He likes vaccines. He's vaxxed his children. He got the COVID vaccine. I was staunchly and remain staunchly against not just the COVID vaccine, all vaccines. I am a proud non-vaxxer. I did not vax my children. I believe that the big pharma collusion has been happening for a very long time. I respect Ben's right to get vaccines and to vax his children, but I disagree with that. Ben was a supporter, is a supporter, I guess, of President Zelensky and what's happening in Ukraine. He believes Ukraine has He's a right supporter of President Zelensky and what's happening in Ukraine. To defend itself against Russia. I believe that it's all part of a money laundering operation and that President Zelensky is no better than Putin. I believe that what is happening over there is us moving from Afghanistan, the money that we were spending every single day, and it's a part of the military industrial complex. And so I do not support anything in Ukraine. We don't agree on many topics. And if we did and he was controlling me, he would be doing a very bad job of controlling me based on what we talk about. And I think that it was really crappy for somebody who is a friend of mine. I say that on a platform. But I also think it's really crappy for everybody to keep thinking that I have to answer and agree with every single thing that Gay says. I am not his spokesperson. I am not Kim de Balenciaga. All right. I am not working on that campaign. Please stop tagging me in every single thing that he says and saying that my silence is violence. I, of course, do not agree with every single thing that Ye says. I don't agree with every single thing that I say. When I look back four years ago, you know what? I have a different perspective on this. And I would and I'm um, I would like to be able to amend my former perspectives. So what it, <clears throat> it's funny that she didn't bring up anything. She wasn't like, well, I disagree with Ye about Hitler, right? <laughs> She's like, I don't agree with everything he says, but like there's things of consequence that are being said right now. And people are there. It's not like she's just a pundit. She has like appeared with him at events and stuff. So people are asking her about it because she has like lended. I don't even know lending her credibility to him is really the right way to say it. But she has certainly been part of the trajectory that he's on a big part of it, I think. And a lot of other people think so, too. So like asking you like, Hey, you know, this guy you've been hanging out with and, you know, and he uh, cites you as a, you know, a great political voice, you know, he's wiling out a little bit. Um, you know, what do you have to say about that? What do you think about that? Asking her that is actually not unfair. She can just go, well, this stuff is crazy. I had no idea this was going to happen. And boom, now you're done. We're on to criticizing you for the next dumb fucking thing you say or do, but no, you can't do that. Can't do that because you want to, you want that gravy train available to you. Just like the same way that 
Ben Shapiro may or may not be anti-vaccine himself, but he's certainly willing to have a bunch of people on his network, the Daily Wire, spread anti-vaccine rhetoric because I mean, somebody's going to cash in on it. It might as well be uh, Tiny Dancer Ben Shapiro. And so he's doing a version of what she's doing, right? Because he would be like, well, I don't have to answer for what Candace Owens says about the vaccine. I don't agree with everything she says. He would say the same thing that Candace is saying about Kanye. But at some point, like, doesn't who you've chosen to associate with reflect on your character and your judgment? I know a lot of people don't like that. People, people really don't like it when you talk about character. But I think character matters. And to the extent that I can, I try to demonstrate good character um, when I cover the news. Or I don't know what you call the things we do on the nights other than Sunday. But, you know, we try to, we try to be examples of people with good character. And... um I don't think that's bad. And I, if I was associated with somebody, if just, let's say one of the people that we're associated with went completely fucking potato and somebody was like, Hey, what do you think about, you know, we'll make up the name uh, sparkles, the streamer, uh, sparkles, the streamer lost her goddamn mind. And I'd be like, Oh, can I, can you send me some information about that? And then the next day I'd be like, well, sparkles, sparkles, the streamer lost her damn mind. It wouldn't be that hard. Anyway, here's diamond and silk. Uh, going to talk about, um, yay. I, I guess they're on the Mike pillow network now. I'm wondering, is he being used? And here is why I say that. You said what he said. This is my opinion. Our opinion. He said what he said on the Alex Jones show. Right. And he had his face covered. covered. That reminds me of shame. That's right. So you knew. But he said the same shit on Tim Pool's show without his face covered. In my humble opinion, that what you was going to say was going to be off the cuff. And it was so shameful, you hid your face. Hid your like face. Like a coward. That's right. Like even Diamond and Silk can come out and be like, no, what you have said is shameful. Candace Owens can't do that. Now, I don't know mm. what the hell is going on because I got to call it like I see it. Mm -hmm. I don't know what's going on with Mr. Yee or Kanye or whatever y'all want to call him. Right. But I thought about it. Mm -hmm. And I'm beginning to think if somebody... This is my opinion. Is somebody being paid here mm. to push an agenda yeah. to make conservatives look, look a certain that. way? You're right. Kanye Rich. You can't really buy a guy who has as much money as Kanye. So, no, he lost the plot. And um, but like I like I said a second ago, at least they were able to say that his behavior has been shameful. Candace Owens couldn't even fucking say that. She ain't said shit. That's why people are asking. That's your friend. It's not just somebody who is like citing your work, but that's actually Candace's friend. I think Candace's husband tried to facilitate yay buying parlor, if I'm not mistaken. Like they're intertwined in ways that it's not just I, I respect someone's work and I watch their channel or whatever. But yeah, I mean, Take the small victories where you can get them. At least Diamond and Silk are like, well, this is crazy. <laughs> this is this is shameful behavior. Probably shouldn't be doing this. Even Diamond and Silk figured that shit out. My God. Anyway, Mike Pillow is going to uh, talk about his run for the RNC chair. This is going to be a story that's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Mike Pillow is not going to win <laughs> the RNC chair election. But then watching him talk about the election fraud that's going to supposedly happen during the during the decision for who's the RNC chair is going to be the fucking best. It's going to be like the funnest thing we're going to cover in 2023. Although who knows? If I would have predicted 
2022, I would have got it all wrong. So maybe something even something way more wild will happen. Anyway, here's him on. Uh, here's Mike Lindell on his own network talking about how he's going to run for the RNC chair. I said I will raise ten times more than uh, any other don't than any other don't reaching out to donors, especially where they're at now. Their mindset, whatever they're going to raise now, it's going to be a, it would be a lot more. Let's say a five x multiplier. What about how? Wait, do you raise money to run for the RNC chair? Is that how this works? Harmy Dillon is going to be announcing later tonight on uh, Tucker Carlson show. I believe is what my tor- sources tell me. She's going to be announcing her candidacy. For the RNC chair, I wonder if Tucker's. I wonder if Fox. I wonder if hold it. I wonder if Fox News is going to let me come on and say that too. Then, huh? Make it equal, huh? We'll see. (laughs) By that logic, fucking Mike Pillow needs to let me on his show to talk. I don't know. Talk whatever crazy shit I'm going to talk. Exactly. The first thing I do, you can mark that down. There, there you go, media. If I can do that, if it's a legal thing, I'll take my whole salary and stick it right into the RNC. Something I will believe in once we get this thing fixed, and it's not going to take years and years to fix. It's going to get fixed right away. Uh, maybe you should take the initiative and call for three debates uh, before even Lee no, announces whatever I, he announces. Yeah, I have. They're going to do debates now. This this guy's acting like this is the presidential election, but he's just trying to get basically the ad- administrative layer of the Republican Party to support him for being the head of the administrative layer of the Republican Party. This isn't an election. There's no fucking Dominion voting machines. Nobody's going to have to wait in line at the polling place. You're not going to have to fucking register to vote for it. None of the shit that he talks about is even going to happen. Republican Party is just going to be like, no, and that's going to be the end of it. I've reached out to what uh, we've told publicly here on this channel. Um, I would love to have debates uh, with any of them, any of them, and uh, um, any time. Uh, yep, so this is co- totally confidential. I haven't, and everyone, by the way, that I've called I um, is voting for me. Um, when they say you have to have like two states or something, I believe I already have six and six, uh, five for sure, six maybe. Um, but they've only called that many. You just call the whole state. Be like, are other Republicans here voting for me? I don't know the process <clears throat> by which this happens, but I imagine becoming the head of the RNC isn't the most democratic process. And so I don't think he's going to be able to like run the way he thinks he's going to be able to run. You have to like schmooze with fucking with like the big wigs in the Republican party and get their support for this. This isn't, this isn't like he doesn't like, they're not going to have a debate. I would love to hear these debates, though. Yeah, chat's saying these debates would be great. I hope somebody agrees to debate him. Fuck it. Rona McDaniel, debate him. It'll be fucking amazing. Here, Anyway, here's uh, Don Jr. I'm going to talk about respecting real music and real music artists. And um, you're going to be very upset when you hear um, who uh, he plans to uh, respect, I suppose. Also see, like, uh, my buddy Kid Rock uh, came to hang out, and he's having a great time, and uh, decided he wanted to take over the DJ booth. And then... Oh, we saw that. That wasn't good. <laughs> he took over the piano and just basically you know, put on a concert for everyone, uh, just totally impromptu. And I thought it was really cool because today when you see music and you know, you realize like everything's just a marketing campaign, right? They've been created in some... Back- yes, Kid Rock has never been uh, marketing himself. There's no uh, brand associated with Kid Rock. Office at a marketing department and like... I didn't even know he'd play piano and he's been there. He's been a buddy for a long time. Is he doing an impression of his dad? Did you just hear that? 
time, um, there was a lady at our party that was like a classically trained pianist that was like, oh my God, he's really good, like talented. And it was just, that's what's been missing. Like, so it was so cool to see someone of that caliber, not just be a product of a marketing department, but be a product of true talent and skill built up over years. So I figured I'd want to uh, bring you guys in on it, check it out, and hopefully you enjoy. So again, I apologize for the format, but I thought it was pretty cool. And you so we saw that we watched it, I think last week. And what I noticed is that he was on a Serato setup. And I know this is fucking in the weeds for a lot of people. I'm sorry. Um, but if, even if you kind of don't know how to DJ, like Serato can help you. And, um, he wasn't even matching beats. He was just doing the thing where when he wanted to play a new song, he'd pull the platter and it would go round when you pull the platter backwards, right? You can make it go round and then he'd press start on the other song. It was fucking amazing. No beat matching, no beat juggling, no scratching, nothing. Because isn't really scratching. Anyway, sorry about that. That, uh, that we saw that though, <clears throat> wasn't great. W- would not book Kid Rock uh, from from my rave if I was throwing a rave. Here we go. The diss of the week. This is um. Apparently, what we have here is there's a congressional gold medal ceremony for january 6th uh responders the uh, representatives of those receiving the awards here's the diss of the week everybody there's no audio at the um at the beginning of this at the beginning of this clip and after this clip i'll explain what just happened for the people on the listening on the podcast the audio only or you can always get the show notes and uh check out a link to our uh docket So actually here I'll narrate it as it's going. The first guy shakes Chuck Schumer's hand, has already exchanged pleasantries with Nancy Pelosi, got his award. And uh, standing next to Chuck Schumer are Mitch McConnell and Kevin McCarthy. And check this out. Oh, the other guy's the other guy's going to get his award up, just walks right by fucking Chuck or walks right by fucking Mitch McConnell and Kevin McCarthy. That dude just fucking shook his head at Mitch McConnell. Uh, older older lady exchanged like one of those cheek kisses with, uh, with Chuck Schumer and about to walk right by fucking Mitch McConnell and Kevin McCarthy. Like every one of these people, like not accepting the award. Like, <laughs> They're like fuck yo metal. That was the diss of the week. That was quality shit. Good job. Especially the older guy who just shook his head at fucking Mitch McConnell. That was, that was fucking great. Like, oh, you. <laughs> Sometimes, like, the best diss is the quiet one, right? Is the one where you actually just don't do something. Where you don't recognize someone's authority or prestige or their, their like, rank or position in society. Sometimes that's the best diss. So up now we got a Carrie Lake again. Um, God has chosen her for apparently election overtime. People can, for starters, pray. We we really need God in in this world. We need God in our hearts, in our homes, and in our country. And I know God's making a big comeback in this country. I feel it. I talk to people who say, I started to return to church. I brought God back into our families' lives. It's so important right now. We're due for a couple of miracles, I think. But I also believe we have, on top of, of that, we have a really good court case. And we're going to open people's eyes to what went wrong. You know, there's times I felt just like the voters out there in Arizona 
Arizona um, despondent over the last couple of weeks because we had such a we have such an amazing movement. And then I think about what God, you know, our Father is doing. He's imagine if you if your dad said to you. I have such great hope for you, and I, I believe in you so much that I'm going to put you in charge of something difficult. And that's what he's saying to us. He's saying, <laughs> I put you all here for these difficult times because I have such faith in you. I know how strong you are. So I am, I'm taking this battle. We're in, you know, not to, you used a baseball, Rick, you used a baseball analogy. I'll use a football analogy. We're in overtime. You don't walk off the field in overtime. Right. God put us here in overtime for this battle, for this moment. He never said it was going to be easy. But I believe this all happened because more eyes needed to be opened up to what's happening in our elections. Our sacred vote is being trampled on. So overtime in a football game doesn't happen when one side loses and is a sore loser about it. Overtime happens in a football game when it's tied. So uh, she lost. She's a sore loser. She didn't lose by much either. We were terrifyingly close to having that absolute fuck cooked brain lady as the governor of a, of a state in the United States of America. So shout out to the people who voted. Um, shout out to all the people who run the elections in Maricopa County who made sure that the vote was right. Shout out to everybody who fucking just, I don't know, kept that lady out of office. Mostly the voters. Arizona is very soon going to be a pretty solidly blue state because more and more people are moving to the cities there because it's uh, less expensive than places like California or even like Portland, Oregon. And so, uh, you know, you want all that money from all those people, you're going to get our culture too. Here's Sean Hannity uh, complaining about a problem that he and his network were instrumental in creating. Uh, I think Republicans have been unwilling, for whatever reason, reluctant, resistant, to voting early and voting by mail. Do they have to get over that reluctance, that resistance? Sure, look, I mean, you, you have to play the game by the rules that are existing. Uh, that means, for, for example, if you want Generation Z voters, you've got to be on TikTok even if, in fact, in the long run, we may abolish TikTok as a Chinese communist device. <laughs> uh, if you want the Gen Z, you got to be on TikTok, even though we're probably going to ban it. Like these, this is a problem that y'all created. You, they fucking, I don't know if Hannity specifically did it, but people on Fox were telling the voters that the mail-in ballots were insecure, that their vote wouldn't be counted or that they were going to be fucking muled or vote harvested or whatever the fuck they were saying. They've probably had Dinesh D'Souza on to talk about his 2000 Mules video or movie or whatever. So, you know, if it isn't the consequences of my actions. So uh, here's Charlie Kirk in much the same vein, lamenting a problem that he and Turning Point USA helped create for the political right in the United States. You see, it's interesting. I actually assumed incorrectly that if you take time to watch this program, thank you that you would also just automatically vote. Turns out there's a fair portion of you that are completely done and that are willing to voice that opinion. Do we have that Laura Ingram clip that we guys pulled? And I just want to say, I do sympathize with being upset with the Republican Party and not totally trusting the system, but not participating at all guarantees the other side to be able 
to play games. And if everything was broken and lost, how did we win the House of Representatives? If everything is broken and lost, how did Ron Johnson, who stood up against the pharmaceutical company, win in Wisconsin? If everything I'd like to see how much uh, pharma money Ron Johnson of Wisconsin took. Broken and lost. How did Ron DeSantis win by 17 votes? How did 17 vo- you mean 17 it? points, Charlie? Wins in California and New York. We won the house through Oregon, California, New York. I'm not, I, this, I was in the movie 2000 Mules. I sympathize with all of the sentiment. Thoughts, <laughs> actually, are not as important. You can have very angry thoughts towards the system. It is actions that I will instead address. You could say, oh, this system is corrupt. It's terrible. I'm going to go vote. Fine. You've done the right thing. You have not allowed your thoughts to manifest into what I would consider to be an immoral action. Someone says, Charlie, I thought, I thought you were kidding when you said people weren't voting until you read these emails. No, you should see. I'm reading them on air. And by the way, I'm tweeting out some of these emails so you could see them yourselves. The MAGA movement is committing suicide in front of our very eyes because of, and if you extrapolate that, that means there, and we see it in the numbers, we see in the data, millions of people that have said we are no longer going to vote because of cynicism. And if you, if you look at the sentiment, I share the sentiment, by the way. When I went and voted in Arizona, I even said, boy, I hope this counts. <laughs> see, like there, he just did it again. <clears throat> like right at the fucking end of that clip, he just fucking undermined it again. Like, he couldn't help himself. He had to, like, hedge by being like, oh, I was in 2,000 mules, and I, I agree the whole thing's corrupt, but actually you should go vote even though it's all corrupt. Like, you can, I mean, you can do, you can try to tell people both. And I think maybe we do a better job of it, because I'm like, hey, when you go vote for president, if you live in California or New York, you know, like, that's going to be a state where it's blue because we have winner-take-all um, electoral college. But you don't get from me saying that that you shouldn't go vote and go vote for the person you think would be better for president. You just understand that because of the way that the system works, the person who gets the most votes might not be the president. Man. He's like, I created this problem. I'm going to continue to create this problem through this clip here. And uh, I'm going to complain about the problem I created. Here's uh, Brett Tarun. I hope I'm not fucking his name up. He's, this is a bit of a palate cleanser, too. He's going to talk about uh, Hunter Biden's laptop. So we all know they want to distract us from the fact that Hunter Biden's laptop is the single biggest threat to our democracy. So the next time they try to distract you from that fact, all you got to say is Hunter Biden's laptop. Distractions like asking what the Republicans are doing to help with inflation. Hunter Biden's laptop. Why is the former but somehow still current president having dinner with known anti-Semites? Hunter Biden's laptop. Questions like why was six afraid of seven? Well, that's because seven, eight, nine. And the real question is what did the number nine know that seven didn't want to get out? Obviously it was Hunter Biden's laptop. It's such a threat that all they do is talk about it instead of releasing actual evidence. Hunter Biden's laptop. When the pigs try to get at you. Hunter Biden's laptop. When you walk in the door at 4 a.m. and she says, where have you been all night and why do you smell like another woman? Hunter Biden's laptop. I'm in the glove box. When Kanye starts sounding like a white supremacist Matthew McConaughey. 
alt-right, alt-right, alt-right. Hunter Biden's laptop! I'm rubber and you're glue. Whatever you say bounces off of me and sticks to... Hunter Biden's laptop! <laughs> I love that guy. Apparently his it's Terhune. Anyway, that's pretty funny. We've had a couple... We've had a couple funny, funny clips this evening. Usually this show's kind of doom and gloom. Anyway, uh, people who've been around a lot know that I do not like Barry Weiss. Um, I also, we did a whole thing about how she, uh, apparently lied about her reasons for leaving the New York times. We played, uh, clips of the outgoing New York times CEO addressing the claims she made and saying they were unable to find any evidence of it and that Barry didn't provide any, but that's neither here nor there. Although I can give you a clip of that if you want to clap back at uh, people who are fans of Barry Weiss. Anyway, she's on to the next grift. She tried to start that fake university in Austin, the University of Austin, uh, with phrenology classes and everything. Apparently, she's not doing that anymore. She's starting some kind of new media outlet. When the spectrum of what is reasonable becomes so narrow, people radicalize. So this is like the third or fourth one of these she's tried to do. Um, when she left the New York Times, she was trying to start something with, I think, some of the IDW people, and then never really took off. Then she got a Substack, and she does pretty well on Substack. But then she tried to do the, um, the University of Austin, which is like a fake university where they had like professors that was basically the IDW and uh, the Epstein flight list. <laughs> the Epstein fucking flight logs were who was going to be like teaching at the university gonna be big yikes and uh i figure this the fp isn't gonna work anymore or either but we'll see we'll see barry is um you know if nothing else she's able to gain uh press and attention for herself <laughs> now listen this is important dude's name is braco 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 if you uh give him 10 bucks He'll look at you. Brazzo, he doesn't speak. He gazes. More than 7,000 people come to one single event to meet Brazzo because they feel something through Brazzo's case. My name is Ria. I'm from Slovenia and I'm working in Brazzo's team. When he stands in front of groups of people, they feel a sense of hope. They feel peace. They feel like life makes sense again. People say that it is life-changing for them. Even scientists have researched the power of his case, <laughs> but still they don't know why it can work. I think people are searching for the sense of fulfillment. If we don't have any hope, life is just dark. And Pratso gives them a sense of strength and a sense of purpose in themselves. <laughs> a 
like, yo, these people show up at this event. The guy stands on the stage and just stands there. And you see the people fucking crying and shit in there. They were like moved by this. Also, not for nothing that you can buy $300 worth of jewelry from like a web store that he has. But at least for the $300, you get some fucking jewelry. Probably not $300 worth of jewelry. But for 10 bucks, he just looks at you. Ah, <laughs> oh, it's harmless, but it's stupid. So we watched this on Wednesday and we cut away from it because people were con- rightly concerned. I think that uh, running a long form interview with destiny might violate Twitch's TOS about uh, people who have been banned. But I do know for a fact that we can run a clip and here's a clip of him on trigonometry. Um, he's going, going to go toe to toe with Constantine laugh track kissing about uh, the difference between 2016 and the, uh, 2016 and the 2020 election and the uh, claims that the election was somehow fraudulent. I remember quite distinctly Hillary Clinton saying Donald Trump is an illegitimate president in 2016. I personally know plenty of people in media and in politics uh, and in all of these spheres who flat out denied that Donald Trump was legitimately elected in 2016, who said it was Russia collusion. I mean, look, I was one of them. I remember going on stage. I'm originally from Russia and talking about how we helped uh, to get Trump elected. Right. Because he was so much in the air. The idea was he was uh, he was elected illegitimately. So I find it hard to collect my pearls when the Republicans are doing it, even though I disagree with it. I think the last election was fine, despite various shenanigans, including the Hunter Biden suppression and blah, blah, blah. I'm just saying, I think to present this as the extremism of one side, when both parties now do it, unfortunately, is that accurate? Is that reasonable? Nope. It's the most inaccurate thing in the world. I've heard this talking point and, and rebutted it like or rebutted it like 50 billion times. So everybody will point out the one quote where Hillary Clinton said that Donald Trump was an illegitimate president. That one quote. Donald Trump has made 50,000 other statements saying that the election was rigged. Yeah, he repeats himself compare. quite a lot, but, but <laughs> that isn't the point. No, no, no that, that isn't. That, but no, no, I, if, I, is, if I'm on stage as a comedian doing these jokes because it's in the culture and everyone laughs because... But, I don't know. You had to add a laugh track to the comedy special thing that we saw on YouTube. Um, we thought it was so interesting that you added a laugh track that we actually uh, took it and are using it ourselves now. <laughs> so I'm not sure that everybody was laughing. I, I dispute that claim. Because they recognize the quote unquote truth in it. Isn't that the point? A lot no, of no, people no, no. thought it is the election exactly was stolen. The point. It is exactly the point. If we look at the behavior of the Democratic Party and the Democratic establishment versus the behavior of the Republican Party, Republican leaders in the Republican establishment, the difference is night and day. Hillary Clinton seated the election the night of. Donald Trump tried to claim victory before the votes were even counted. Okay. Hillary Clinton gave one interview where she was salty and she said something about him being an illegitimate president. Donald Trump asked his vice president to overturn the results of the election. There have been a couple of people online that have gone too far, for sure, with the Russia collusion stuff, and it's pretty cringe. Donald Trump on January 6th basically led his followers into an attempted coup d'etat of the government, of which some people, the Oath Keepers, have been charged with sedition. The comparison is not even remotely close, and I can't believe anybody would try to say the two things are similar. Like, So... <clears throat> Yeah, like I was saying on Wednesday during the uh, post game for the Intellectual Dollar Tree, we're not big fans of Destiny around here, but sending you got to send somebody after these weirdos. Destiny's not the worst one to send because uh, he'll he'll debate them about everything, and you know he'll he probably spends a lot of time looking stuff up. Um, 
unfortunately, <laughs> there's always two sides to every coin, right? And unfortunately, the other side to this coin is that, uh, well, it's our next clip, actually. It's also of Destiny. And uh, I don't know whose show he's on or if he's having this person on his show. He's, um, they're going to talk about whether or not Nick Fuentes is anti-Semitic. And this, this ain't great. Um, do you believe that, do you believe that Nick Fuentes is, is anti-Semitic? I don't know, but I haven't like thought about it a ton. I'm not sure. It's, okay. there's a lot of different, the thing is, is that there's a lot of different factors at play that make it hard to know 100%. One mm -hmm. is he is very edgy and engages in a lot of edgy humor. I'm very edgy and I engage in a lot of edgy humor. But Steve, you don't fucking, you don't say the shit about Jewish people that fucking Nick Fuentes says. And it's not funny, actually. That's not humor. Um, you could absolutely quote mine the fuck out of me in saying edgy things. So but We could quote mine the fuck out of you and we would not find things that remind us of the protocols of the elders of Zion. One is the actual conspiracy stuff, and the second is the jokes. I could satisfy the second part, the jokes. The first part, when you say like, well, is he anti-Semitic in terms of it believes in actual conspiracy theories? At this point, I have to try to tease apart very carefully, like, what are the actual anti-Semitic conspiracies versus what are like the kind of like populist, like Jews and the elite are controlling society? Because the No, no, the one you just said is an anti-Semitic conspiracy theory. Jews and the elite are controlling society. You could just take the elite off and you're saying the same thing you run into is depending on how broadly you're going to paint the quote-unquote anti-semitic brush now on the far left and we actually saw this happen in the uk with um corbin, corbin. um and we've seen it happen with the squad on the left and some of the anti-israeli the bds or whatever sentiment and shit in the united states we've seen it happen here too. okay the distinction there is very clear the anti-bds and the fucking criticism of the state of israel is criticism of a nation state and the policy of a nation state too, where people are quick to say, well, these things make you sound anti-Semitic. You know, if you oppose Israel, if you're trying to blockade their shit, if you're trying to trade, blah, 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 or, or yeah. So it's it's just, that's a really, really, really challenging so, so question to answer. Yeah, go, boom. To what you said there, mm -hmm. so you said, for example, okay, what do we mean? Is it just like Jews control the world or is it like Jews and globally control the world? I would say that both of those probably qualify as anti-Semitic statements. Would you disagree? Um, they probably would. I would imagine okay. if you think Jews control the world. Yeah, that's right. or at the very well, uh -huh. assuming it's not true. Right. Yeah, of course. That's an anti assuming it's not. Why does he have to do this? Like, why do you have to? This is such a dumb. This is such an easy win. There's no way. I, I, I mean, I can't get in his head, but there's no way that he believes what he's saying right here. Like, I don't agree with Destiny on shit. He said some nasty shit about trans people. He's gone. He's sent. He's used his community to brigade some trans people. Bad behavior. But I don't. I don't think that fucking he can't fucking like, like no way there's no fucking way he just wants to be able to I don't know what he wants this is he's just wrong he's like so embarrassingly wrong here in general yeah um okay. but it's just the problem is that like for us to wade into these waters we're gonna have to start to do a ton of analysis a ton of like sophisticated irony and meta irony analysis um we're gonna have to make sure that our sources are relevant enough that they're recent, because I don't know. <laughs> Look at this other person. This other person is like, what the fuck are you talking about? 
curly curly haired person man i'm sorry you have to fucking try to navigate whatever this bullshit is here years ago no offense to nick or take offense i don't care about shady someone who's 19 or 20 he's 24 now his beliefs might have changed quite a bit and the political climate but the things he's saying aren't from fucking four years ago they're like from four days ago steve oh charlottesville's changed it's just so much work i don't i just don't care that much yeah it's uh somebody in chat was saying because they have they like got along in person he's less inclined and that's a thing that like a lot of the kind of debate bro culture and the intellectual dark dark web, which Steve's not a part of, but the intellectual dark web people do this too, where they don't want to harshly criticize people who say things that are incorrect, dangerous, bigoted, whatever, because they were polite and kind and uh, amiable in person or whatever. But like, I don't know, I guess you could maintain a friendship with somebody and criticize them publicly. I thought that's what the fucking marketplace of ideas was supposed to be about. But what a disaster. What a well, night and day, those two clips. And that's like, like you didn't have to do that. It was just such an easy win. I'm just like, why couldn't you just take the layup, man? Just take the layup. No, we wouldn't even played that clip if you'd have been like, well, yeah, a lot of the things he says are anti-Semitic. This is, I thought this was pretty clear. It's part of his brand, but nope. Anyway, we're going to end the anti-Semitism portion of this with a Christian nationalist, Vincent James. Won't somebody think of Jesus? I mean, they're parading around literally a mentally ill person who is spewing the most vicious anti-Semitic garbage about a man who slaughtered millions of people, slaughtered them. I like, it. that's what he said, he said that he liked them. I just, he did some great things. What did he do that was so great? I just can't, I can't with these people. What's worse, slaughtering one person, slaughtering millions of people, or a group of people slaughtering Jesus Christ? What? Oh, no. No, 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 no. I mean, I don't even believe that Jesus Christ story happened. But if it did, it was one person, and the government executed all kind of people back then. You get... Fucking, you get nailed to a cross for fucking anything back then. If the fucking Romans didn't like you, nailed to a cross. <sighs> what a fucking crazy person this Vincent James is. Um, we dig deeper into Vincent James, but I don't know if he's been kicked off of Twitch or whatever, but there's just some kind of negativities that I don't want to put out in the world in long form. And Vincent James, fa James falls in that category. About as far in that direction as I'll ever go is like Douglas Murray. That's about as far that way as we'll go. Or maybe... We'll, Maybe before he got banned from Twitch, uh, Stefan Molyneux, we might have gone that far, but this Vincent James guy is just way past that shit. So we're not putting that kind of negative energy into the world. So podcast listeners, I'm going to let you go. Live, live viewers, we're going to start red light a little early this evening. My docket was a little bit thin, but podcast listeners got like an extra half hour of content. You can get the entire show, video and audio at Echoplex or at twitch.tv. So wait, no, that would be patreon.com slash Echoplex. Um, or if you just emailed me, echo at echoplexmedia.com, and you're like, I actually really want the post game of that show. I'm not legitimately paywalling a show over five bucks. If people miss a show and they want the they want a file, I'll send them a file. Um, this has been fun. Well, it's been real, but it, maybe it hasn't been fun. I'm going to change the color of the lights in this room. I'm going to uh, acquire a uh, an adult beverage, and we're going to go into red light. Well, this is Boomers by Periscope. Thanks everybody for hanging out. See everybody on the other side.
get enough Echoplex and want to keep the conversation going with the hosts and community when we're not live? Then join our Discord server at discord.me slash Echoplex. We have text channels, voice channels, meme repositories, and a whole section of screenshots that we don't even remember where they came from. Come join the Now Space on Discord at discord.me slash Echoplex.